With the Chargers out of the playoff picture, the best thing that can happen for them is to lose the rest of their games. And if they do, there's a shot they get a top five pick. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for eight seasons, including a lot of tough seasons. But this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, especially now for always making us your first listen to make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Well, Daniel, we got to get into our buyer sells, and unfortunately, we got to talk about something I, I really, honestly hate, and and that is the prospects of the Chargers tanking and losing all of their games and and trying to get the best pick possible. Uh, and then I, I think it's also important now that the Chargers entertain the possibility of letting all of their younger players go out there and show what they can do. Time to let the kids play, as you said to me before the show, but. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Dave, we're getting to our biggest Chargers storylines and overreactions and buying or selling them today, as we always do on the Tuesday show. Short week this week. We're going to have a crossover Thursday on Thursday, the day of the game this week, so things are going to be a little bit different. But right now, the best thing for the Chargers to do is probably lose all their games. Like tanking has a, a negative connotation too. I'm not saying, hey, you know, don't play your players and just sit everyone, right, or anything along those lines. But like, this is the buy or sell. I mean, the best thing that can happen for the Chargers the rest of the season is for them to lose every single one of the games they have left. As, as much as I hate it, Daniel, and, and I really do, I hate the prospect of losing your games and tanking, but... The fact of the matter is, is there's no good that could come from the Chargers winning any of their games uh, at this point. I mean, now it's all about eyes to the future, trying to tear this thing down and have as much ammo as you possibly can. So the way that the Chargers can do that is by losing their games, getting the best pick that they possibly can in each round and be able to restock their team with as many high value round picks as they have as they can get absolutely i mean best case scenario you stay competitive you know and, and keep games close and you end up losing them right like i mean i think honestly like the justin herbert you know understanding that it's almost 100 percent going to fully recover and there's no going to be any lasting effects as long as they don't rush him back onto the field could be a blessing in disguise man like truly because like you can't tank for reasons of okay the players know and that's like just a terrible thing to have in a locker room is like it a is. team that doesn't feel like you're actually going out there and trying to win games like that's a you know hush hush kind of on the low type of thing but right. with east and stick they could kind of just luck out into losing the rest of their games and we'll talk about if stick could mess up and actually win one of these games that are coming up the last four weeks of the season but you're eliminated eliminated from the playoff race you're three games under 500 this is what Daniel Popper talked about last night in his athletic article that you guys should check out. Kind of similar to the tone we had on yesterday's show, which is just like 
The goal for the Chargers now should be to make their organization as attractive as possible, and that means a healthy Herbert, and that means maximizing draft capital, right? Maximizing draft capital means getting the best draft pick that you can possibly get. Like the worst thing to be is what we saw the Chargers be for far too long, which is a nine and eight team that picks 19th. A lot of the blue chip players are gone at that point, and every once in a while, a Derwin James will fall into your lap. But like, look at the late picks the Chargers have made: the Jerry Tilleries of the world, the Zion yeah. Johnsons this year, obviously Quentin Johnson very early on those guys, obviously. But like, you're better. I mean, look at Joe Burrow, right? He gets hurt for a season. They're terrible. They go get Jamar Chase, right? Yeah. Like, the only reason they got Jamar Chase is because Joe Burrow got hurt, and they basically tanked the rest of the season. Like, yeah. that is the best case scenario for the Chargers right now. And I think it's about how high could they go up. Right now, they have the 10th pick in the draft, even after Monday's results, which were hugely beneficial. Thank you to the Titans, right? Thank you to the Giants for pulling off some upsets on Monday Night Football. That helps the Chargers. And this buy or sell is this, David. The Chargers will end up with a top five pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Yeah, as as awesome, you know, as a, you know, just having that asset would be, I personally am going to sell it. Uh, I think there's just way too many things that need to go absolutely perfect right now at this juncture with four games remaining for the Chargers to end up with the top five pick. I, I mean, there's a lot of teams bunched up that have, you know, that five and eight record, but just looking at the, you know, the records and the opponents lined up for the, you know, the teams that are in front and, you know, uh, you know, next to the chargers um, in the draft list, I think most of those teams are going to lose out. Uh, I, I don't think that things are going to break perfectly for the chargers to make it to the, the top five and hey that's not the worst thing in the world obviously you want to have be able to get the the best talent that well you're you not can saying get. it can't get better than 10 right yeah, like it you, can get you're better. saying you don't think it's going to get to top five no yeah I, I don't think that there's really any way that it's going to get to top five can i see a a seven you know can i see a six yeah i could probably see that i just don't i don't see there there being a top five pick there yeah it, it It'll be close, I think, you know, and I think it starts with assuming they're going to lose the rest of their games, right? And that's not a certain, you know, at this point, but it's hard to imagine they're going to beat the Broncos, obviously, right? Given the fact that you had to play in Denver and you just lost to them. Still don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, given how, you know, defensively they looked in the last game against them. The the second half, you know, notwithstanding. And also the Bills, who just beat the Chiefs. The Raiders, I think, is going to be the closest one that could mess this thing up potentially, and we'll talk about if Easton Stick could find a way to pull that one off coming up later. But, like, I'm going to buy it, and this is why, David. The Chargers currently hold the 10th overall pick. This is the stupid thing me and you were talking about. You get punished for your strength of schedule. So there's five teams that have five and eight records right now, right? And the Chargers have the last of all of those teams. Like, that, that is the bad thing. There's actually six teams. The Bears, the Raiders, the Jets, the Titans, and the Giants – all right now are five and eight after the Titans and the Giants somehow won on Monday Night Football, right? The Chargers are still the 10th pick, even though they have the same record as all those teams, because the Chargers' strength of schedule is tougher. Like, what kind of world does that make sense that you actually get a worse pick because you had to go up against tougher teams that season, right? Like, that makes no sense as far as who gets, you know, the higher pick if 
you all have the same record. I think that's stupid. But why is that part of the criteria though? Like that, that's that, that's the part I don't understand. It shouldn't why be does the that first factor one. In? It, it shouldn't definitely shouldn't be. You know, if you want to go to like head to head, should be first, like the seventh or eighth thing. <laughs> head to head first, yeah. And if I beat you, I should get the pick. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted that first, that's fine. But this is you need basically five of those teams to lose, right? Or six of those teams to lose. So the Titans potentially get this week the Texans without C.J. Stroud. The Giants have won three in a row. They have the Saints, the Rams, and the Eagles twice. So they're losing to the Eagles twice, but they could pull off, you know, the Saints or the Rams, sure. Chicago, five and eight, has the Browns, the Falcons, who are eh, the Cardinals, who are worse than them, and then yeah. they have the Packers, right? There's definitely could be a one win in there because that's all you need. If all of those teams win one of those four games they have left, you're a top five pick, and that's what it's going to take. Or you know, the Cardinals or the Commanders end up winning two games. You also have a situation where the Jets are playing the Commanders, so one of those teams is either going to tie you or get worse than you. So they might mess around and actually get a top five pick, you know, and maybe then Marvin Harrison Jr. becomes somewhat of an option Hello. Right, to at least go up and potentially if try to get. If he does declare. If he does declare, obviously, right? But, like, then you get either a blue, chi- blue chip prospect and, and, and you know, hopefully as close to a not and can't miss prospect as you could get yeah or you have so much clout at the top of that draft to be able to trade back and get so much more because you right. know how Accumulate many holes you have. more picks and like you talked about right it's not just the first round you get a you know you get yeah, another you get top, top of the round pick at every single round pick right yeah. you get two picks inside the top 37 you get multiple picks three picks inside the top like 70 right so like yeah. That's all the incentive I need. And at this point, there's really nothing else for them to gain. But what could change that? What if Justin Herbert comes back, right? <laughs> what if Easton Stig messes around and wins a game? We're going to get into all that coming up right after this. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the app that you guys need so you never have to worry about that again. Because with Game Time, you can go to whatever event that you want to. Music, comedy, theater, and of course, sports. And if you're tired of football, don't worry, you can go to a basketball game, you can go to a hockey game. I understand being sick of football at the moment, especially for Chargers fans. But the great news is, if you go to game time, you know you're getting the best price because the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, and you also get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to see and you can envision yourself taking it in. So make sure you guys download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. So you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NFL L O C K E D O N NFL for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I also need to tell you guys that, you know, on this show, we get into a lot of in-depth analysis and takes, Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day, and it's that the best lineup in L.A. right now is the Auto Loans at Logix. They start off from the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big-time bucks. Who doesn't love saving money? Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup... They've got auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in L.A. and the surrounding area and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at LogicBanking.com. 
logix.com slash forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. All right, David. Well, let's get back into this Chargers buyer. So we talked about, you know, hey, it's nice to think about what the Chargers could do with a top five draft pick and how nice it would be to, you know, be able to scout some players for the Chargers where we're not just automatically knocking off like 10 guys because we know they're not going to make it to the Chargers at 22, right? Or whatever the pick is. It's going to be fun. But what could potentially mess that up is if they somehow win a game between now and the end of the season and they also get a Raiders offense this week. That I don't know if you guys watched the last game between the Raiders and the Vikings, but it was one of the worst games that you're ever going to watch, and they got shut out. And they Justin lost Herbert three to zero. And the Chargers defense, of course, is actually playing pretty well. So that leads me and begs this question, I think, David, is what's going to happen with Easton Stick on Thursday night? Because ESPN did say that it's Herbert is expected to be out for Thursday. So at least, you know, maybe he comes back. But it looks like it's Easton on Thursday night. So this is the buy or sell here, David. The Chargers will win a game with Easton Stick at quarterback. Yeah, as as detrimental as it probably will be, uh, I do think that Easton Stick will win one game. So I am going to buy it. That one game he is going to win is probably going to be the next game that the Chargers play uh, against the Raiders. You brought it up. The Raiders offense has looked atrocious. Uh, they have not been able to do anything. Uh, their defense is, you know, what they are. I mean, they got Max Crosby and then a, a bunch of nobodies. So uh, <laughs> I, I think, honestly, you know, just looking at the remaining schedule, uh, I, I think, you know, you pick any of those four games, the highest likelihood for the Chargers to get a win in their next four games is their next game against the Raiders because the Bills, the Broncos, the Chiefs, it seems pretty hard to uh, think that the Chargers are going to be able to pull off one of those now obviously the chargers always tend to do everything we don't want them to do so there is a high likelihood that that could rear its ugly head as well but just looking at it you know just analytically more than likely their best chance at getting a win is this thursday against the raiders it is i mean this is what they have left right i mean you have this week against the raiders on thursday night football then you get the bills Then you get the Broncos in Denver, and then you have the last week at home against the Chiefs in Week 18. Uh, You know, maybe the Chiefs don't have anything to play for, but with where they're at in the season, I was about to say the way they're playing. Who knows? Increasingly unlikely, considering I think they're a game ahead of the Broncos at this point, and that's where we go to. Yesterday, we talked to you about this missing a golden opportunity, right? Like that's that's why it sucks. I'm gonna sell it. Maybe it's hopeful, wishful thinking. I'm going to sell that they're going to win a game with Easton Stick. I think more likely is you're going to realize how much this team is going to miss Justin Herbert. That's just my, you know, where I where I think you're going to. See I mean, it. you're gonna you're gonna miss Justin Herbert regardless, right? But what I'm saying though is like I think it's going to look a lot. I mean, man, like there's people literally saying, "Oh, well, look, the offense is fixed because they scored one out of the six drives that Easton Stick was in the game." So, like, <laughs> obviously, no. the Chargers are worse without Justin Herbert. But I think the Easton Stick games are going to be less about us praising Easton Stick and more of us being, "Hey, this is why Justin Herbert is great. Don't ever doubt him again. Shut yeah. your mouth when you're talking about him." Right? Like yeah. that—that's what I feel like the feeling is going to be. So. Thursday's the best chance. He did lead a touchdown drive against the Broncos. I think he showed questionable pocket presence, which is likely going to lead to some turnovers. I'd like to see him use his legs more because that is something where you think he can He's an athlete. He can run. Yeah, that that, that is a a plus for him for sure. But the other thing that could ruin the Chargers tank is if their quarterback comes back and it still doesn't feel like that's entirely impossible. So the buy or sell is this, David. 
Justin Herbert will play in another game in 2023. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. And, you know, per Ian Rappaport, the, he said the Chargers QB is very likely to undergo surgery Tuesday, as in, you know, while you are listening to this today, uh, as for today, you, yes. as you're listening to this uh, on his fractured right index finger per source, whether Herbert will have any chance to be able to return this season will be determined by the surgery. Obviously, we all know Justin Herbert wants to go out there and play. He is a tough son of a bee. He wants to go <laughs> out there. He, he wants to do everything he can to play, but the Chargers should protect him and not allow him to play. Ultimately, I think with a fracture on his right, you know, throwing hand, I don't feel like there's any chance that Justin Herbert is going to play. He should not play. Uh, I am going to sell the fact that he is going to come back this season. It's just best for the Chargers organization as a whole. I'm selling it to and Dave, watch your language, you son of a B. I mean, I mean, <laughs> couldn't have gone Phil Rivers, son of a gun there. I think you got caught. You're right. You're like, right. Hey, I'm this sorry. A, this a family I got cha- to channel my inner Philip Rivers. Brandon Sealy said that Herbert was going to see a couple of hand specialists today. He said he's as tough as they come. We're going to make sure that whatever it is, we're going to do what's best for Justin long term. And if that's the case, though, just say he's not going to play because there's no way you're going to tell me that him playing this season, if he plays any is snap best this season is best for yeah. him long term. So yeah. tell me he's just not going to play because you're not going to risk it, right? Like it would be yeah. so dumb. There's no point in it. And okay, Brandon Steele, like everyone thinks about the Jacksonville game, right? Is like the big thing that looms over Brandon Staley's head. Yeah. I think too often we forget about what happened right before that, which is Brandon Staley playing his players in a meaningless week 18 game, having Mike Williams get hurt having a total reverse effect because they ended up getting spanked by the Broncos in that last game after they fired Nathaniel Hackett anyways. Yeah. And yes, they still came out and put up 27, right? Like they got after as hard of a start as they possibly could have in that game. But still, you, you're telling me Mike Williams doesn't make a difference in the second half of that game. He can't get uh, you a couple first downs. He, he can't does. get you some points, right? Like that is where the biggest frustration with me, with Brand Staley has been for a long time, right? The yeah. other thing I would go back to, David, is this? It wouldn't be the first time we've seen the Chargers playing Justin Herbert in a situation where he absolutely shouldn't be playing. How about oh, yeah. last year when he yeah. cracked his rib cartilage? Then he goes yeah. out there in week three playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the game. They're down by 20-plus points in the fourth quarter, and you still have that yeah. dude out there taking snaps. It's insane. Yeah, you got to take him out of the game. I mean, it's there, there's at that point, what is there to gain? There's no chance for you to win the football game. Why are you putting your superstar quarterback in jeopardy like that? This is a very similar situation. I don't see, there's no logic behind putting him out there. And you're right. I mean, Brandon Staley has mismanaged a a lot of those injuries. And I I think that Mike Williams one is definitely the most egregious. And we do forget about it more than we should because it more than likely dictated the Chargers losing that game. I mean, you throw a couple of jump balls up to, to Mike and that's a different story. Well, I mean, you also in that game, right? Like Rashawn Slater gets hurt. Like he probably wasn't going to leave that game before that. But like yeah. Jalen Guyton in that game was catching, you know, 50-yard balls late in that fourth quarter, which yeah. I understand trying to win. Somebody has to be out there. But like he hasn't been the same since, man. I, I mean, I'm yeah. not sure if you guys have seen that Jalen Guyton photo that's been floating around Twitter, but it, it, it's a, a rough look. And it, I feel really bad for that. You know, like nobody, yeah. nobody wants that look out there for those who haven't seen it yeah i wish i could show you a picture of it but that would just be mean so we do have more we want to get into though because it is chargers buy or sell and i think the biggest buy or sell for this team going down the rest of the season is is it time to just say hey some 
of our veterans are going to have to sit because it's time to see what these young guys have, including Quentin Johnston, who may have just had his best game of the season. So we're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I do want to tell you guys about DoorDash because it's one of my favorite things ever. And also, it's just the perfect thing for football Sundays. I mean, nothing goes with football better than DoorDash. And we've talked to you guys about finding your local favorites in your area, right? If you live up in L.A., you can go to one of the places we've locked on before, like Randy's Donuts if you want a maple bacon bar, or Sunday Gravy and Little Pan that are delivering fresh and local ingredients right to your door as well. So you don't have to leave the house Once Red Zone starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, you can go straight seven hours, inject it straight into yourself because that's what we all want to do. If you forgot the dip, right, if you forgot the chips, don't worry about it. DoorDash can deliver it right to you because all of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need and get game day ready. And you can also save some money, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to that $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. All right, David, it's time to buy or sell here. And one of the big things, you know, me and you have been talking about kind of behind the scenes is just what next for the Chargers, right? Because obviously we've told you the best thing for them is to lose the rest of their games this season, you know? And we're going to keep trying to get creative and have some fun shows and also start looking towards the future and where the Chargers kind of have to address the biggest things in 2024. But it starts right now because you have just about a quarter of your season left. And there's still some things that you can get out of this season, right? So I want to talk about that. But I do want to tell you guys first that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, David... We'll start with one of the young players that I hope we see a lot more of down the stretch, and that is Quentin Johnston. And the buy or sell today is Quentin Johnston just had his best game of the season. Yeah, it's an easy buy for me, uh, and and it's for a couple of different reasons. I think, number one, he showed what he is capable of doing when you use him the proper way. I, I hate that they waited until it was a third and 15 to, to put him in a wide receiver screen, but he got 12 yards uh, on that third and 15. So he shows what he was able to do. And then of course the, the beautiful 57 yard deep ball that, you know, he caught from Easton stick where he was able to catch it over his shoulder, where we've seen him miss a couple of those opportunities. But honestly, one of my favorite plays that he's had all year was the 22 yard in breaking route that he caught, that was a the next play after the yeah, big catch. the next play after that big big catch because he caught that ball with his hands and, and it was a very yeah. strong hands catch so i think that's what gave me a, a lot of confidence um and probably gave him a ton of confidence as well just to get that rhythm and be able to be a major factor in the the chargers touchdown scoring drive yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think, you know, three catches for 91 yards when you have, you know, almost a 60-yard catch is going to skew that number. But, like, three catches on four targets, I think it's also in the running for the best game and is his best game because there wasn't a big noticeable drop, right? Yeah. Like, it starts there. Don't drop the it ball. Does. And I, I like what you said about the 22-yard gain. I'm going to get to that. But I also thought, you know, even the deep bomb, right, he caught it full speed, over the shoulder which is the exact pass that he dropped against the green bay packers so it was really nice to see that there really nice to see that connection between him and easton stick because it makes you think that easton stick 
through the rest of the season will at least give this dude a chance to be able to show what he can do and be able to show that he's improving. And I do think he is steadily improving, right? Like I was more worried about him at the beginning of the season than I am now. I do see improvements in his game. I do think he is getting somewhere and obviously he's already shattering what Mike Williams did his rookie season, right? So less people forget. I can't wait to see what he does the last four weeks because I start to feel a little bit better. Am I going to get to the end of the season and think it was the right pick? Maybe not. Probably not. I, you know, but like, can I start feeling better about it? Absolutely. And I think it starts with not the deep bomb, but that 22 yard game, because who was covering him on that 22 yard game? Patrick Sertan, the second, one of the best corners in the entire NFL. And he broke that route off right in front of him, created space and got seven or eight yards after the catch, which is exactly what you want him to do. That's the most encouraging sign for me. But as a whole, David, the youth movement has to happen. And I mean, the buy or sell is this, and I know we're both going to buy it. And it's like, hey, the rest of this season is for evaluating young players. Yeah, that's a buy. I mean, you have to see what you have in these young guys, considering you know the positions that they play and the contracts that are expiring in those position groups. Like, you know, for example, you know, Isaiah Spiller. I want to see a lot more Isaiah Spiller these last four games. And I liked what I saw in in this last game where he he was actually active. He had, you know, four runs that were four yards or more at a five yard run, a six yard run, a four yard run and another five yard run. The average doesn't look great because he had a no gain and a negative yard run. But I mean, I saw some things that I liked. I mean, he's at least falling forward. He's being physical. He's getting, you know, some consistent yardage. So that's definitely, you know, what I want to see. I want to see all of these young kids get more opportunities to show whether they are going to be a part of the future or they're going to be replaced. Yeah. And especially because he's the only guy on the roster in 2024, right? Like you said, exactly. Austin Eckler is not going to be back more than likely. Josh Kelly, I think the thing with Josh Kelly is, yeah, you could want to see more of him, and I get that, but he's also a free agent in 2024, and he's had 97 carries this year, and his average 3.9 yards per carry, even with you know basically a 50-yard run in there. So it's like we've seen it. We have a, such yeah. a smaller sample size of Isaiah Spiller. We need to see more of that, and I also want to see more of Tito Abonia, who I believe yes. missed the last game with an injury, so hopefully he can be back this week. And, yeah, you might say, hey, well, you don't want Herbert to play. Tito Aboni, it's different because you don't know what you have there yet, right? Yeah. Got a really serious injury as a rookie, has come back and only played in five games this season. I want to see more from him because it's going to give you much more flexibility with guys like Austin Johnson, you know, going to be a free agent. Sebastian Joseph Day with a tough decision on his contract coming up. Yeah, he's a big And this was a crazy stat that I came up with from Pro Football Focus, which is not the end-all be-all. But if they usually say someone has a really good game, you'd usually agree with it. But... For Tito Abonia, he has scored 82.9 defensive grade or higher in two of his five games he's played in this season. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, and Morgan Fox have combined for zero of those games Whew. this season. So he's had two right games by PFF's metrics that are better than what the Chargers' three starting defensive linemen have done and you know, 40-plus games so far this year, and he's done it twice in five games. So I think it's encouraging, and I think, you know, for him, hey, maybe you're not benching Sebastian Joseph Day, right? But, like, he should be eating into those snaps, and we should be seeing a lot more of him. And I think it's the same about JT Woods, David, now that he's activated off the non-football on this list. Yeah, definitely. JT Woods was brought in to be that kind of partner for Derwin James. And, you know, Alohi Gilman, who is his running mate right now, is in the final year of his contract. So, I mean, you got to know what JT Woods is. You got to know what that looks like next to Derwin James because – 
need to know if that is the guy that really pairs well with his skill set. I, I and mean, even I really just like see... sub packages, if you need to, yeah. right? Like I think for him and Dayon Henley, are like are they going to usurp completely Kenneth Murray or Eric Kendricks or Alohi Gilman? Right, probably not. But like at this point, those young dudes should at least be getting some sub packages and building packages for some of these young players to see what they have. Yeah, I mean, I was really excited from what I saw from Dayon Henley, and I love the instincts and I love the ability. I feel like that guy could have made an impact on the defense this year uh, and and i'm kind of sad that he was kind of reg relegated to only being a special teamer because i feel like that that dude can really play i think he has some real skills to be able to show and i want to see it because i mean there's going to be a lot of turnover in that linebacker room like you said k9 is a free agent eric kendricks is maybe a cut candidate so i'd like to see what he brings to the table and if he can impact it i mean i know he's going to be a part of the future but i want to see a little glimpse of that right now one thing is, especially with Dayon Henley, is like, hey, if he is going to be a starter next year and you are going to have him take over, and it's going to be probably a new coaching staff, but who knows how yeah. they feel about Eric Hendricks or Kenneth Murray, right? Or right. Dayon Henley in this case, because they weren't the ones that scouted him and drafted him, right? Yeah. The thing is, is why not deal with his growing pains in a season that doesn't matter? Like, Because I think exactly. with Dayon Henley, there are going to be some growing pains. With JT Woods, there are going to be some growing pains. But guess what? If they mess something up, you have a little bit better of an idea of how they are as a player. They're getting, you know, them some tough lessons that are going to help them going forward. And you're also losing more games because of it, which is not the worst thing in the world, as we've told you already. Right. So, like, that's where it's at. And I think, you know, the rest of the season, we will get into the future and draft targets and stuff like that, even while the season's going, because that's where we're at. Right. And I think we're also going to start tailoring our keys for success around young players. Right. And how the Chargers can feature some of these guys in these games that, they are better off if they lose because that's what the you know where the focus of this of this season should be at this point right evaluating what you have seeing how much you could salvage after the you know the huge rebuild right or reload that's coming in 2024 which we'll get more into but that's gonna wrap things up for today's show make sure you guys are back here with maybe some sort of quasi keys for success show since it is a thursday night football game this week we will have crossover thursday on thursday obviously so make sure you guys don't miss it by subscribing or following for free on the lockdown Chargers youtube channel and listening wherever you get your podcast from you can also hit us up at locked on lac on twitter to follow us there and find the show there as well as on instagram at locked on chargers and our locked on chargers facebook page you can find me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drogemeyer on twitter at drotalk sd and we will be back with you guys tomorrow with a keys for success so and what we're looking for in these games down the stretch especially because it's still family trust respect. So if they are going to win a game, I'd rather it be against the hated Raiders. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. As always, until then, take it easy and go Bolts.